Welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today, we have, um, you're an artist, you're a designer, you are the lead singer of the band Cromp, all the way from Spain, Mina Walker. Welcome. Hello, nice to meet you, and I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for coming on. Um, I, I have to say, I, I discovered you strictly by accident on Instagram. I'm, I'm a metal guy, been a metal guy since I was a little kid. And uh, I caught part of one of you, uh, you singing one time. And I was like, I had to go back because I had thought I had skipped past uh, Adoro singing. And I went, oh, really? wait a oh. And I was like, holy crap. Nope, that's her. <laughs> And I was thank impressed. you. That's that's an honor, obviously. I I love Dora, so that's a an honor. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I, I I used to listen to Warlock and Dora when I was younger, and then she didn't do a whole lot here in the United States. Uh, and unfortunately, that happens with a lot of bands that I'm into. Is they've kind of gone back to Europe, and they've put out a ton of albums over there that we don't get over here, or you know, well recently you know with youtube and and all the streaming and stuff like that i've i've really got back into the stuff i used to listen to a lot and so i'm going out and finding all these bands now like your band that that remind me of these older bands um and it, it blew me away when i found you i was like holy wow and and um i i, I don't want to ask your age or nothing like that but i do have oh, no ask. problem I, i'm 32 32 okay <laughs> yeah you're you're relatively young into the metal yeah. scene and that's amazing um do, were your parents metal heads no not at all I, no. I i grew up in a very rural area from spain but uh tiny tiny really tiny and there was no one around that even loved music besides my my grandpa who played many instruments but it was more casual and not uh showing me bands or artists just the passion for music and i discovered metal by accident uh a teenage uh, you know playing with the computer because i am a nerd and i'm addicted to, to, to the computer and i randomly uh went uh, through some metal songs and i was like what what is this this is my future this is my life and i started to go deeper and deeper but i have no one to share uh back then the internet was very limited and I didn't even have access to forums or, you know, anything. So it was uh, just me by myself. And yeah, so self-discovery. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, my kids, uh, my kids didn't have an option. They're all. <laughs> that's the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's fun seeing somebody, you know, younger discovering metal, going back to the roots of older metal and not going, you know, you could have went to the, I, I mean, lack of a better term, the new metal genre and stuff like that. But you went back older. You went to the power metal, the, the yes. uh, like I said, Doro, the, the Iron Maidens, uh, the Dio's, stuff like that. And yeah. that's really cool. Um, I mean, obviously, when I was starting to listen to music, um, I was a teen on the 2000s. So obviously, I was more exposed to new metal bands and that kind of stuff and melodic death metal and, you know, that kind of Scandinavian bands. And that was what, what was easy to get, but not what I wanted to have. So I had to dig more deep. And, you know, Iron Maiden was one of the first bands that 
me just got, I discovered and I guess everyone. Uh, so I was like, I need more stuff like Iron Maiden. And I started digging there and, you know, you just priest, Manowar, Black Sabbath and Doro, as you mentioned, and accept you. So I, my mind was blown away. And that's the, the niche that I, that I love. Yes. Well, um, how old were you when you discovered metal? Oh, I think I was like 13, 14, you know, that kind of age or so. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, um, I'm not exactly sure how, how schools go in Europe, but what we called junior high, which is uh, seventh and eighth grade, um, it was that weird transformation because you go from elementary school to high school. And I found metal in that little couple of years because I'd listen to like Motley Crue, stuff like that. It was really, yeah. really uh easy to find on mtv at that time and stuff like that and all of a sudden one day in um probably 1986 i discovered uh, uh ride the lightning and then it just got heavier and heavier and then i found old <laughs> metal and and i started going back i was like oh what did these guys listen to so i started finding that stuff and going from there yeah. and it just kept snowballing and uh um so so who is who is the first band you found that you really got into iron maiden probably iron maiden because uh i actually when i started to listen to more iron maiden stuff i was like wait i've heard this on movies and tv commercials whatever and i was like yes but you know there was no access to the full song or, or stuff like that but uh the first song that i to that i remember that i heard from iron maiden was blood brothers from brave new world so you know that was the, the the years the comeback from Bruce Dickinson and, and that kind of stuff and you know maybe it's not the best song it's the best song but it's my favorite because it was the first one that I heard and and it blew my mind all the melodies the the guitars playing together and the voice and the energy and you know it's not the typical fast aggressive heavy metal song that um, you may expect and that I love obviously but um. It has all those epic elements that I think influenced me on, on my music later on, you know, with the slow tempos and it's, you know, different. It's, it's an atmosphere that I really appreciate and it blew my mind and here I am. <laughs> okay. What's your go-to Iron Maiden album now? Uh, I still go with Brave New World because, you know, feelings and stuff, but I, I mean, uh, I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan, so put me any album except the new ones. I, I don't really dig the new ones, but still. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my favorite Iron Maiden album is Power Slave. Yeah, and obviously. It's a great one. It's, yeah, it's so and, hard and to it's choose one. Because, you know, it's a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's not Number of the Beast. I'm like, no, it's Power Slave. Then it's Somewhere in Time. Then we go back to Number of the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Live after uh, that. I mean, it's it's impossible to just pick one, and uh, it's Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's somebody asked me one time. They're they're at, uh, what was it? Some uh, oh, if if you could tell anybody to listen to any song or any CD that would be you, what would it be? And I went, I have no idea what to tell people <laughs> to listen to. No. Sorry, my the, the the dog decided to visit me here. Um, oh, nice visit. <laughs> so, so uh, how old were you when you started forming a band? When you got got a band together? Oh, uh, this is a complicated one because my my idea was 
I was one day going to high school. I had to go uh, on bus because I had to go to another village because mine was tiny. And I was with my MP3 listening to my music and I was like, I'm gonna form a band. I don't have friends. I don't know anyone, but I'm going to form a band because obviously I was alone here. I had no friends, and but I was excited. So I was uh, 14 and I didn't know how to play any instruments. But I knew I wanted to form a band. My first instrument was drums. I, I got a drum for my birthday that, that, that year. Later on, the same year, I got a guitar. So the idea of being a singer was not on my mind. Like I was quite uh, not shy, but um, I didn't trust in, trust in myself. I didn't discover that passion um, at that moment. And I was not confident, but I was excited. I was asking people like, you want to join a band? And they were like, I don't play instruments. I don't like your music. What are you telling me? And so, yeah, but my first band, uh, I was able to convince some people that actually knew what, what instruments were <laughs> at around 17, 18. I don't know. I don't remember very well. And I dragged my brother and because we needed a bass player and I was like, please, we need a bass player. Can you join? And he was like, okay, whatever. And here we are. <laughs> He's still on the band. So, yeah. So, so did you get your brother into metal or was your brother? Yes. Into I, I mean, my brother was not into metal, but he, he always was um, following my steps somehow and respecting me because I'm the big sister and we are very close. Uh, but he was not uh, into metal as I was like very passionate and dressing and stuff like that. And at the moment uh, that we needed a bass player and I asked him, he was like, okay, whatever. I've been listening to the songs, so let's go. And we bought a, a, bass, a, a bass on a store, the, the, the most cheap bass that we could find. He's a lefty and we got a, a regular one, but it was okay. And we got home and he was like, I don't know what to play. I don't know what to do with this. Uh, let's go with the song. And he started to play Mr. Crowley and he he played it on, on a bass and he was amazing. <laughs> wow. He had no idea. I mean, we had no idea how to play instruments, but there we were. <laughs> so you're all self-taught then? Yes, yes, totally. I mean, he was like, okay, so this, this is one note and the, the next one is it. But he, he did it so natural talent. <laughs> yeah. Wow. See, I uh, I remember playing bass back in the day and I played uh, Got the Time from Anthrax and I legitimately went and found live footage of them playing and memorized the finger placement, everything. And everybody's like, oh, you play bass. I'm like, yeah, what can you play? I was like, I can play this. Uh, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But YouTube videos later on were a huge part of our development as musicians because I remember my brother was going... Uh, to YouTube and searching uh, Iron Man uh, bass covers, whatever. And there was a Japanese guy that was playing and the hand was visible and he was following the steps and that was a way of learning. He later on joined the conservatory for playing cello as an adult, which was risky because, you know, usually kids go to conservatory, but he, he went and he started to learn more music. But the, the beginnings, the, the start point was no idea about music, but we were decided to conquer the world. Oh yeah, you got, you got go big or go home, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, how long has, has your current band been active? Um, I mean, 
let's go in the past. Uh, probably with, on every biography or interview, we say that 2010 was the point where we were formed and stuff like that. But you know, the lineup changes and stuff like that were complicated. So can we say that we were active back then? Yeah, but I mean, we were not that, uh, as active as I would want to be touring and recording and stuff like that. But yeah, that those were the beginnings. Let's let's just say that. Okay. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> uh, so I, I ask these questions about horror movie stuff like that, but so I got to change them up a little bit. Okay. You could tour with any band. What band would you tour with? It's complicated because I am a huge metal maniac and I want to see the bands. And playing with the band means that you have to load or warm up or have dinner or stuff like that, and you're going to miss the band. And that is something that really kills me off. Uh, so I'm divided because obviously I want to see the bands, but uh, I don't want to tour with crap bands. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, so I don't know. I would love. I mean, if if we can choose, since you mentioned since you mentioned horror movies, I'm going to say Wasp. But in the 80s, we have nothing to, we have nothing in common with the music of Wasp. I recently did a cover of Wasp because I, I'm a huge fan, but my band and, and Wasp doesn't sound like the same. But yeah. I don't care. They are touring with Armour the same, so we can go with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just missed them. They were not far from my house. They were 20 minutes away from my house recently, and I'm like, ah. Oh. I, I got apparently I, the, the tour is going great, so yeah. Yeah, and and I'm I'm an armored saint guy too, so it's yeah. like uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little more armored saint than I am wasp, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's a surprise because not many people, you know, go uh, to that concert because they're armored saint. So it's a surprise, a nice one. <laughs> well, it, it's uh, I, I go back to, to a long time ago, um, back in ninety uh, one. 92 i had just graduated high i was getting ready to graduate high school and i had a choice uh to go to my senior prom or go see skid row and pantera oh. and that was when when pantera opened for skid row and i went to that instead so <laughs> i support the decision <laughs> and, and and then when my wife was older because she's a couple years uh, younger than me uh we went for her prom we went and seen slayer so oh, nice <laughs> that's the way <laughs> but literally i went to go see skid row pantera i went to go see pantera before anybody had known who knew who they were because well you know, uh cowboys from hell had kind of just came out vulgar display of power hadn't hit yet and mm. uh, they were opening for skid row and that's who i yeah, went to go that's see that's amazing so it's just the weird combination of those two bands put together, but... Yeah, it, I mean, if you think it doesn't make much sense, maybe, maybe these days are like more open-minded to mix bands and do crazy combinations on the bills, but back then that was risky because they have nothing to do in common. Even even with Pantera's old, old look or glammed up and with big hair, it doesn't make much sense. No. <laughs> It's funny because uh, I've been to so many concerts over the years and you see some of these bands open up for other bands and you're like, why did that band open up for that band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. Seeing Typo Negative uh, open up for Jackal back in the day. 
<laughs> a weird combination. Um, so, so do you, over here in America, we, we metal is, is still pretty big, but not like European big. Is it still, I mean, cause is it still as big over there as it used to be? Or is it, is it? I mean, kinda... uh, the eighties are the eighties. I was not yeah. alive, but I, I know how big things were even on small places. There were metal heads everywhere and it was, you know, so, um, Right now, I cannot complain. I'm very proud of how things are going um, because this is not mainstream. Let's be honest. Back in the day, it was mainstream. It was MTV and Hellbangers Ball and, you know, that kind of stuff that I can just look in and be envious and jealous. But, you know, the footage is, is on YouTube, so I'm, I'm glad. But um, I cannot complain, not in Europe in general or, or Spain because things are going nice. I mean, it's not like 10 years ago when there was this explosion of new wave of traditional heavy metal and there were more festivals and, and more bands everywhere and a small club supporting, you know, the more traditional sounds. Nowadays it's still going on and there are many events that really are worthy. Some that try to do stuff and there are many bands that keep going and many of those bands that back in 10 years ago or so were you know very underground they are trying to be bigger and they are on bigger labels it's not it's not like the 80s we cannot compare with that probably they are go they are not going to make a living out of this no. most probably but uh who can in music these days but uh you know if you want to go to metal concerts you can go and you can have activity and it's very nice yeah because because ours get a little few and far between so you have to decide which ones you're going to go see and then sometimes they're all clumped together so you're like oh man there's three of them in like three days <laughs> yeah I, I mean there are some times here you know with the pandemic everything has changed and mm -hmm. it's weird to try to go back to what it was and it's very different everything is going in a different direction bands are not like touring the way they were trying before and many bands are like oops we are cancelling because uh unknown reasons and you know it's because tickets are not you know they are not uh, earning anything and they use this the simple excuse of covid which is a lie we all know that so it's a safe spot for bands to not take risk which is something that i don't support because if you are into metal you need to, you know, give it all. Uh, so it's a weird moment in general. 2022 is it's weird for music, but uh, metal is still there. There are many festivals, you know, uh, putting posters these days and announcing bands, and even the small clubs are going back to programming and booking bands. So it's it's nice. Let's see how it goes. Nice. Is, uh, I, I got lucky a few weeks ago. I finally got to see Merciful Fate. Never yeah. got to see them before. The, they didn't really tour around here, not much. And then all of a sudden, my friend goes, you want to go see Merciful Fate? I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So we went and seen him. It was on a Friday, and he calls me on Wednesday and asked me if I want to go. And I'm like, yes. Best plans. Improvising is, is the best way. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, I, I'm, I'm not ready, but we'll go. 
So, and it was, uh, it was nice. Cause I got to see uh merciful fate and creator. I've never seen either one of them live and now I have, and it's like, yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so with the metal scene over there um, and you're uh, an artist and stuff, I see you doing, making the jackets and stuff like that. Now, do you, when you're out touring, do you take your own stuff to sell like your painted jackets and whatnot? No, not really. Not really. I mean, and I never thought about it, <laughs> which is, thank you for the idea. I may <laughs> think that, but uh, I, I used to be more into painting jackets and uh, that type of stuff. But I kind of separate, you know, keep it separate from the band. And uh, I, I never thought about bringing the stuff that I may do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I usually, when, when we are touring, um, we bring obviously the merchandise and stuff like that. And I'm the one that makes the t-shirts and besides the designs, the production, I mean, I'm uh, screen printing the t-shirts myself and I have an embroidery machine and I do the patches and I do the, the pin buttons and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of had that separate, but uh, there's no reason why I cannot, I can mix together everything. So I, for example, I'm, I decided, improvised idea, to do a live stream tomorrow reading because I don't know why, because I had the idea. And I was t talking to my brother and he was like, yeah, people are going to go like, why aren't you not singing or playing? But who cares? It's you and you can do whatever you want. It's your, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense to not have sense at all. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, that's even what people have told me. They're like, well, you need to stick on one subject and focus on one subject. I'm like, but not one subject fascinates me. So I talk to everybody that I want to talk to on my show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so have you, have you been able to tour with any big uh, headliners or anything yet? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, um, I wish, but uh, 2020 came like a fucking motherfucker fucking everyone in the ass. So uh, we had the plan to release the first album and the idea was to go touring over Europe and with the small bands. Uh, but we had the idea to put some tours together in Germany and the UK, maybe Sweden, you know, and we were not able. So we have played like, uh, I think, two shows in these two years right now my brother had a surgery on his uh, arm he broke the two arms on 2021 Ooh. we are that lucky and he is currently record uh, recovering so not not yet i mean we've toured with um a slow fev which was awesome but they are not a big band and i think uh, that was the biggest one yeah i think <laughs> well you know it, it's funny because you, you're talking about touring, you know, Europe, you go to Germany and Sweden and stuff like that. And it, it's, it's awesome because you guys can tour and be all over, you know, the, you know, Spain, you go to France, you can go to Britain, you can go, and it's relatively short, you know, distance. Uh, the yeah. United States, you know, because we get bands that we'd love to see over here. And every time it's you get excited because you're like, oh, they're touring. Ah, uh, it's only Europe. 
<laughs> yeah, I I know, I know. I I mean, I've I've been seeing some posters of festivals that I'm I'm drooling about on the USA, like health uh, uh, health heroes or mm -hmm. stuff like that. And uh, you know, there's great bills, but I know that many bands never managed to go to the to the states, and it's that I hope to go one day. I don't mind, you know, risking everything and eating potatoes every day. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I I know so many friends that are in bands and, and and they tour and they're like you know everything we fit we fit into a van and we drive this one van around we're dragging a trailer along behind us and stuff like that I'm like they're like well we're not making any money I'm like are you making enough money to get to the next city well yeah are you having fun yeah where's the problem I don't see the problem yeah I mean music is not easy and you probably are going to get recognition once you're dead so you, you better accept it and go on yeah. it's the passion and you have to live it that way so yeah, there, there, there's there's very little in this world that that you can really make a career out of a passion and you know music if you get lucky you can but you know if you can go out and make it so that it doesn't cost you anything to do so if you're going out playing and you're making money doing your shirts and stuff like that, and you're out touring, you get paid and you don't lose anything, then it's a win. <laughs> yeah, it is because sometimes you think that you are going to have the most amazing gig and everyone's going to buy merch and suddenly you arrive to the venue and there are two people in the crowd and the owner of the venue is an asshole and he never pays you and suddenly you go to another place that you don't have any expectations and it's packed as fuck and you sell everything and you don't have anything left and it's like what is going on so it's it's a lottery basically and you need to bet so yeah yeah with stuff like that we there was a, a club not far from where i live that I kind of knew the people who used to run it. I knew the people, I did know the people who ran it at one time. And now it's a whole new group of people. And it's funny because they would set up shows that I thought would be huge, like just tons of people. And I walk in the door, like Joy Belladonna did a solo tour mm -hmm. and he played there. And literally I was like, I walked in and maybe 30 people. And I'm like, what's going on? He goes, yeah, he goes, he happened to be coming through the area. So they booked him for the day and they didn't push it. I'm like, man, this is Joey. This is just before he rejoined Anthrax. I was like, you're telling me that the yeah. 30 people, I mean, don't get me wrong. I got to hang out with him for a big chunk of the night. So that was cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, and then, but then I've seen little, bands that were just starting to get really big you know just starting to kind of hit the cusp and they go to a i go to a club is jam-packed full and you're like well how did we get to here they, they, i walked up i'm like hey do you got any vinyl because they had the little thing on their backdrop behind them and they're like we're out of vinyl uh do you got any cds we're out of cds yeah. uh, you got any shirts they're like what size are you i'm like extra large and he digs through i got i got this one i'm like i'll take <laughs> that one and uh, I got some tour posters signed. Um, but literally, they were out of everything because they didn't know what to take and suddenly sold out completely. So. Yeah, yeah, that happens. I try to be prepared because I, I am ambitious and I do 
lots of merchandise and I always try to bring even more, mm -hmm. but you know, you never know. Yeah. I hope to sold out every day, you know, and, and be working like a Vietnamese kid every day, but better not. <laughs> <laughs> Just always have to have, um, I, I don't know, I don't know what you have in Europe, we, UPS or FedEx or whatever you, you have your next. Yeah, we package. have all of that. And, yeah. yeah, we have many, yeah. So, so <laughs> if you have it, you have everything like ship it to the next though, ship it to the next show. So Actually, that's an idea that I, that I have in mind because <laughs> we are planning in the future to you know go to different um to different countries and for example i'm going to be helping blaze on stone on may they are going to play on greece on up the hammers so my idea is to ship the merchandise over there because it doesn't make any sense to go loaded with the, the suitcases on on the plane it doesn't make any sense so it's cheaper to just send a box and pick it there and yeah there you go there you go um now with with your current man, how many albums do you have you done? How many are we have uh we have an album out and we have an EP that some people consider an album. I do consider that uh, a demo, you know. Uh, but officially we have an album. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Now, now, where can people find your albums? And uh... oh, everywhere. <laughs> no, not everywhere, but uh, at least on our social media, we are. We have copies on the, of the CD, but on streaming you have Bandcamp, Spotify, it's on YouTube, it's on iTunes, everywhere. And CDs, if you want to support us, uh, it's on Bandcamp and you can order directly on Facebook or whatever and it's on some stores over there, some, yeah, you know, <laughs> places. Okay. Okay, so so which one do you make the most money off of, directly from you through through like Facebook or through Bandcamp? Ah, through Facebook because okay, you know so Bandcamp is amazing and, order... and I do support. Yeah, I do support Bandcamp a lot because it's it's a really helpful helpful place. But obviously, I earn a bit more on directly on Facebook because no fees and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what, that's what I like telling people. I was like, if you got the option to buy it directly from them, buy it directly from them. Yeah. See, I, I hate to say this. I just recently discovered Bandcamp. And like every couple of weeks, I buy a couple of new albums. And <laughs> so I was like, it's oh. a great place. And I'm always encouraging new bands or younger bands to join the platform because it's amazing. And, you know, even if they take fees, it's nothing compared to other platforms out there who are vultures and they are waiting to rip your intestines out. Uh, but Bandcamp, actually, uh, it's a platform where, where it's easy to find the music that you really connect with. Mm -hmm. And the algorithm is amazing and you can really work a fan base there. And I love it. I, I really love it as a fan and, and as a musician. I truly support Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one that, that I didn't know how well it worked. And then uh, um, because I like my metal and I like I, I got back into synthwave stuff. Cause I, I, I like that. And then uh, um, I ordered some albums off of them. They're like, well, if you like this one, you'll like this one. And I'm like, Oh, I do like that one. Oh, I yeah. do like that one. Too. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, you know, YouTube kind of uh, used to be good on the demo of algorithm and recommending stuff. And I did discover many bands out there young and old, but now it's like a never ending loop of the same shit. And it's like, no, and, and Spotify, uh, uh, yeah. uh, the same crap. And then you have an ad that is pop music that you, you, you don't care about. And I, yeah, 
Van Camp all the way. <laughs> okay, I, I have to ask you, because this this hit me hard because when uh, um, I was stuck at, during the pandemic, I had to close down my store. So basically, I would just go in there and clean the shop and straighten up stuff, prep stuff to ship stuff out online. So I started listening to a lot of just let YouTube or, or any of that stuff run in the background. And I started finding all these bands and then I found them. And then I looked them up and found out, Oh, they put out an album and they broke up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so many. Yeah. That's the curse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Most people think that we are like dead or something like that because we are taking a bit of time to put an album, but it's hard to put an album in these conditions and you know, you have to wait. It will come and it will be amazing. But uh, many bands, and especially the underground bands that really go hard with the first album and really stand out and people are like super hyped about them. And then they are gone and it's like, wow, you have everything. You have a lineup. I don't have a lineup. I want a lineup. And, and they have, and they can tour and they don't have any problems. And they are uh, welcome on very well-known festivals and they break up. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I know the shit that is going on inside bands, and it's really hard to cope with with stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. We we have we have the ongoing joke because there's a bunch of bands that I'd love to see get back together, like big bands. And I was like, you know what? I worked with a guy I hated. I despised him for five years. We hated each other. It's like you tell me that you couldn't suck it up for five shows. I know. <laughs> I know that's what he's saying because I've been working let's be honest nobody cares I've been working with some fucking assholes that I did that I was not able to stand but you know they were good musicians <laughs> and music is more important but there are bands that go over that and solve their problems like professionals Iron Maiden probably they don't stand each other or maybe they do now because you know many years like all marriages yep. but Steve Harris and Bruce Dickinson didn't have the best relationship when Bruce went away they even made a poster killing Bruce Dickinson mm -hmm. and they were saying awful stuff about him yep. you just press the same with Rob Halford and they they are they, they are working and they are killing it and they are filling the stadiums and it's a different uh mindset and not everyone is ready for that and that's the problem why so many events go to hell yeah well that's like uh finding out um i listened to the ramones and uh finding out that them guys hated each other like almost yeah, the entire done. time you're like yeah stealing wives and you know yeah. that kind of shit. oh ramstein it's not a band that i like but i respect the guys because one guy was fucking the the wife of the other guy and they are there and they don't kill each other so i don't know i it's weird it's crazy it's it's questionable yes but uh, it works so yeah. what's what's this uh, uh money talks and bullshit walks so enough money gets thrown at you, you're like you know what okay i'll do it's it a job. <laughs> I mean, uh, like you say, on, on a regular workplace, you have to deal with people that you don't stand. Mm -hmm. Members of a band do not really need to be friends. Yeah. And that's something that people do not understand inside bands and outside bands. Because, you know, when shit happens, they are like, oh, these people have so much ego or whatever. And it's like, no, I mean, let's let's separate things. One can be an asshole, but if he's a professional that, you know, it's different stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, we 
kids back here. Um, we have the ongoing joke that there needs to be a band made up of band members kicked out of other bands. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is something like that. I mean, oh, for for example, accept. There were members that uh, I don't know. I don't remember the name, but Peter Valtes was there, and some Udo, I think, uh, sang one song, and there were other guys. And it's like, is it really necessary? I don't know, but I accept it. <laughs> Pun intended. And there are, I think, there are more examples of people that try to go together. Like the enemies of my enemies are my friends. <laughs> Exactly. In some cases, can work. In some cases, it's pathetic. But you know, to each his own. Well, we had we had a discussion the other day because uh, uh, my son was asking me, "Is like, oh, is there any bands that 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 are still out there who have no original members?" I'm like, a lot of them. A lot, most of them. Yes. And you know, necromancy is one thing, and resurrecting bands that are not the bands that used to be. And I mean, I respect that. If the original member is there, the main composer, you know, the 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 soul of the band. Because, for example, let's put Envy Mountain is Envy Mountain, mm -hmm. so it makes sense that whoever is around him, the band keeps going on. Or, mm -hmm. you know, other examples. Uh, there are other bands that it's a group of people, and you cannot really think outside that combination of people, obviously. Or at least you can change one member, and maybe it can work or not. But there are other examples, other ways of working, and people do not accept that. <laughs> nope. Well, I I, I was a, I was a big Sepultura guy, and knowing that there's no original members in Sepultura, everybody's like, "Oh, you want to go see them? Nah, I'll go see Soulfly or go see Max. I'll go see if I want to see Sepultura, I'll go see another band. It's the same thing." Yeah, in some cases, it doesn't make any sense that they are trying to push it it's like am i seeing a tribute of a tribute of a tribute of a band you know and, and in most cases it is but it's how the business is going on these days so yeah yeah they better they you know festivals uh better pay that kind of act that really risk their money for a proper band <laughs> young or old because there are many that you know can make a good show but yeah. Uh, so, so um, what what what's been your favorite live show you've seen? Oh, that's a tricky one because I I've been to so many shows, but um, let let me think because it could change it. I mean, the whole up the hammers when I was in two thousand and eighteen, uh, you know, it was a festival and I saw so many events and. It was amazing. I saw Manila Road, who kicked that day very much, and uh, Saracen were amazing. It was one of the most clean bands I've seen live. I mean, who who remembers Saracen? Maybe I, I don't know, but they were so fucking flawless. The singer was amazing. It sounded even better than the the album, and I was like, "Is this playback?" But it wasn't. It was better than the singing on the album. Yeah, so maybe maybe that one is a, it's a weird choice because I've seen uh, Iron Maiden and I've seen uh, Judas Priest and bigger bands and I love Accept again and I've seen Omen which are one of my favorite bands and I had a blast. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to choose. I've seen many bands. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, there's many bands I've seen for different reasons. Like 
I would go see this band again, or I'd go see this band again. This one had a great stage show, but this one performed better. And it goes, you know, all over. So, <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've gone back and seen bands like King Crimson and they're phenomenal live, but they're, they're, they, they just get up and play. There's no yeah. interaction between the audience and the, the band. They just play and it's amazing, yeah. but it's, just them playing. <laughs> it's not the whole show. I, I really am a person that really likes the interaction with the audience and a show per se and with, with you know, props and that kind of stuff if, if possible. Not everyone can, you know, put a stage or do so, certain stuff, but if it's, if it's possible, if it, if it feeds the spirit of the band, I'm all for it. So, cool. So, okay, if you had the money what kind of state? What 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 would be the big stage show presence that you would do? Like, would you? Oh, I, I have so many dreams. Like, <laughs> we've been dreaming about it. Like, fire everywhere, fog machines everywhere, neon lights, a hammer, like a big hammer, swords, axes, anvils, everything. Four, fake four, and and leather, and and you know, and and a whole shock value show. Like you know, I'm a very manowar fan. Without the cheesiness, you know, but uh, that kind of stuff, I I truly love that kind of stuff, and I love Iron Maiden with the Yaya Daddy and that kind of stuff. You just Priest being in a bike on stage, that's crazy. So. Everything that I could feed on a stage, I would feed with no limits. Like, I mean, uh, for example, um, I think it was, yeah, Dio on the Sacred Heart tour. I think it was a, a, a dragon that was pitting fire or fog or something like that. I want that as well. I don't even have songs of the dragon, but I want a dragon on stage. <laughs> I want everything. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, cool. with the leader, with the leader that I that we have. We try to do props, we have our skulls, we have banners, and we have, you know, to make some, some the stage more beautiful and according to our aesthetic, our, our aesthetic, that fuck. Uh, so yeah, but uh, if I had the money, I would go crazy and I will feed everything like, a, you know, Conan the Barbarian movie, well, that put, put that on stage, everything. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That, that would be cool. Um, I know that 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 following your Instagrams and stuff like that, you do a very, you know, 80s metal leather gear, stuff like that. Now, do you buy it, order it, make it? Do you... Do it yourself all the way. I mean, I have two modes. For in one hand, I go all do it yourself and I recycle stuff. Like for example, if I find a suitcase on the garbage, I bring it with me and I take the scraps of leather and I make my bracelets and I put stats on that and I paint it black because it was ugly brown and that kind of stuff. Uh, and the other way that I get my stuff is secondhand stores because I am a very cheap person in terms of uh, getting my stuff, but besides you know, the price, which is amazing because I do not spend more than two euros or stuff like that. Um, you get unique stuff and I alter the stuff that I see potential and I add more stuff and I add my, my personality and I make uh, crazy, crazy things with what I find. Well, you're doing a good job. So <laughs> thank you. Now, 
um i i do have to ask this this goes um we're having a resurgence of vinyl over here in the united states mm-hmm. uh and so all these bands re-releasing their older albums on special vinyl and stuff like that uh is that is that taking off over there or is that uh yes i mean yes and i you know i am a graphic designer so i've been working with some labels to put together graphics for vinyls and mm-hmm. they sell like like crazy like uh, you know I, I, we got a a vinyl edition for gods of death and it it was a huge delay because covid and stuff like that and by the point that it arrived because we put a pre-sale thinking that it was going to be earlier and when it arrived to my house the boxes were like okay it's to the envelope because goodbye uh, or well sold out and it was amazing and there are many vinyl editions of bands new bands and re-releases and that kind of stuff and super special editions with gateful and it's crazy oh yeah uh now are you are you bringing are you re are going to re-release your album after you sold it out on vinyl yes that's a surprise and this is an exclusive here and it's going to be a special because many reasons <laughs> but there will be a, a re-release sometime yeah, probably soon okay yeah. so i'll have to i'll have to order one so I can put it in my collection over here. So, um, now going going back to music with with being a metal fan and and stuff like it is is it harder or easier now to find you know because you're finding new music you're finding new but is it is it easier to find like in stores and stuff and uh, over there? Uh, it starts to buy stuff. You mean? like 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 like, i I don't even know um over here we've seen the the you know pop and stuff is is still readily available just in stores you can go to mm -hmm. walmart or whatever um but metal is now you have to go to specialty stores you have to go to order it offline or you know stuff like that is it is it is it finding its way back into easier places to get it or do you still have to go to special i mean i i've i've been buying metal from unexpected places like big big uh, malls and stuff like that and in chain stores that have a decent metal section and not only bands that you know could be big but are not super big like metal church for example i bought a metal church album on ethnock and that was a surprise but if you if you keep scrolling and you know you go through the through the boxes and stuff like that, you see young bands and that's exciting. And obviously, not every not every place has metal albums available and stuff like that. And if you can go to a more niche store, uh, it's better. But uh, in Spain, I don't think there are too many just metal physical stores. It's hard. But you can you can find find shit. But I, I I mostly buy online because I'm a nerd and I'm all day on the computer and and most bands um I rather go and as we were talking before, direct purchase is the best mm-hmm. way to support the bands and yeah. Even if it takes, you know, more into shipping costs and stuff like that, I really want to support the bands because I know how hard it is to make a fucking euro out of your music. Oh yeah, 
Now, now you guys ship you guys ship worldwide for yourself? Oh yes, everywhere and <laughs> in any method. If you want uh, ordinary shipping, we have it, and you want registered shipping, we have whatever you need. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. So 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 I got I got to go back to the hard hitting questions here. Yeah. Okay. You could hire one singer to come in and do a duet with you on your next album. Oh, no. Who would you hire? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the song, obviously. Because, I mean, uh, I, I would love to resurrect Dio. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah. But, but I will sound like shit compared to him. <laughs> that's the that's the deal but um yeah i'm a huge deal fan and and it's a huge inspiration for me as a vocalist so maybe or or jd kimball for for a moment which i've been also uh, been compared a lot with uh, i will resurrect him as well and maybe do a do it <laughs> everyone is dead what the fuck that's the that's that's what sucks about these last couple of years man so many people yeah. you're like ah, another one seriously no. yes 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 Please stop dying, people. That's right. That's right. Okay. We got to get in another hard-hitting question. You could do a cover. What, 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 what cover would you do? Oh. Oh. Also, depending on the type, but I always wanted to do Red Sharks by Crimson Glory. Yeah. <laughs> I never had the chance to do that, but uh, my, my crazy idea was to put that as a bonus track on the AP, and it doesn't make any sense because the atmosphere is not the same. Um, I I have a huge influence on US power metal, it's obvious, <clears throat> but um, the AP, especially the AP, is more like that epic vibe, and mm -hmm. Crimson Glory doesn't really fit there, but who cares? Well, if you put it as a bonus, it doesn't count. Yes, I know. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I, I love making covers and we've been including many covers on the live sets because it's always fun. And I'm always picking Riot or or Running Wild or whatever band because I am, you know, all over the place and I love bands and I love playing their stuff. What's your go-to cover? What's the song that you, you play like in every set? Ah, Omen, that's right there. Yes. Okay. that Actually, because Omen are not that well-known band, no. you know? And yeah. <laughs> we were playing in so many places that people thought that it was uh, our own song. And I was like, okay, thank you. That is not, <laughs> but thank you, <laughs> you know? Well, it, so it's a fun, it's, it's like an inside joke. <laughs> well, that, that happened, I hate to say that, that happens with a lot of bands, you know? Um, oh, it froze. Okay. I can hear you, but I don't know if it's uh, yes. I okay. think it's back. Yeah, it's it's the it's the 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 internet. It's probably the weather outside or something. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, with with the cover band. Okay, back no? Okay, that just went again. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I I got I'll finish asking talk with this question. Um. But yeah, it's funny finding out these bands that put out albums that everybody thought was their song, and then you find out, oh no, it's a cover song. No, come back, way back. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, it's always fun. It's like a uh, spotting the nerds. <laughs> um, 
what's what's your current go-to album like if you go you put it in your car or you know you while you're working you you listen to that one like your first one you go to i mean i've been listening a lot and this is not fair <laughs> but well i've been listening like all the time blaze on stone damnation like on loop basically and also some days ago i added persian risk rise up so i've been listening for some variation that one <laughs> it's nice but um yeah <laughs> cool um all right um so i have to ask um are you going to be on tour soon oh oh we're losing again all right um, it went away again. there we go i'm i'm here are you back can you hear me? See me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, I can um, hear you. We're, we're getting to the end here, so we can... Um, do, are you on tour anytime soon? Um, We don't have any close dates yet that we can announce on air or anything like that because my brother is still recovering from, from his surgery. He had it like uh, a couple of, of weeks ago, so we don't know exactly when we will be able to tour, but the idea is to go in 2023 and tour a bit yes okay and um where hopefully can and where can people find you at um i'm everywhere on instagram facebook i'm even on tiktok on youtube uh i don't know and you can find me by mina valkur and and you can find my band cramp everywhere as well and Bandcamp, spotify facebook instagram YouTube everywhere. <laughs> so, all right. I, well, I, since we're having some issues, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. And I do appreciate you being on and uh, hope to have you back on again. Uh, so we talked more about metal and music. Ah, that would be awesome. Like, and, I had a, a blast. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Um, and it's fun talking to somebody, I hate to say it, in Europe that I can talk to about metal because I get stared at blankly a lot when I talk about metal here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i appreciate it i appreciate you and like i said you've been killing it um and like i said find, you. finding you was was uh really cool found you by chance and i'm a fan now so I thank you so much it. so all right well thank you so very much for being on the show i great uh, appreciate it and uh, like i said hope to talk to you again soon yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was my a huge pleasure and a nice conversation. So I really hope to be back. Yep, I will have you back. Maybe next time <laughs> I won't. I'm hoping, thumbs up, that after Christmas and everything and I spend money on my kids and my wife and stuff, then I will get a better computer <laughs> and I can have actually better <laughs> So, but uh, thank you again. Um, and uh, take care. Take care. Bye.